Good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30am to 9am, five days a week to help small businesses. If you've got any questions during the session, please ask them in the comments on the live feeds. And if you need any more advice during or after this session, please visit the QuickBooks, Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. There's, an, there's accountants and business experts such as myself on there 24-7 answering lots of people's questions and sharing lots of different experience and knowledge. During the live session, we'll be running a poll, so please do engage with that. And I will reveal the result at the end of the session today. So my name is Johan Gori, and I am the Managing Director of OnPoint Accounting Group. I look after a group of, of accounting brands across the UK that are delivering a customer-first approach to accounting and bookkeeping services. So last time I was on, a couple of weeks ago, England had just opened up their, some of their businesses, and Scotland was getting ready to open up. I'm based in Edinburgh, so I always keep a very close eye on the Scottish economy and the businesses within it. Um, and we're now 10, 11 days into being open in Scotland. And you know what? There's some fantastic figures and results coming out at the moment from businesses. The uh, market research is showing that actually the amount of money spent in the first week of coming out of lockdown in Scotland is nearly double that which was spent in England when they came out of lockdown two weeks before us. So that just shows the support for small businesses in Scotland there is at the moment. And that's really encouraging because small businesses have really struggled over the last year to survive. Having said that, I'm meeting loads of clients at the moment who have not only survived, they've actually thrived. So I was speaking to a client yesterday. I went out for lunch at their hotel restaurant. And not only has, have they survived which in an industry which has been the hardest hit, which is hospitality. But they've actually thrived. And in the time that they were, in the last year, they've actually outperformed the year before's results financially. So there is a lot of success stories out there. And there's a, that's all come from the stem of people supporting small businesses, people that go out to get a coffee. Instead of going to Costa, they're going to their local uh, coffee shop and same with any other types of stores they're going from as they're going to the local butcher to get the meat and stuff so it's all really important to carry on supporting our small businesses but something I have noticed in the last week is the importance of following the rules that are set out but also keeping up to date with those rules so businesses reopened uh, pubs could reopen their beer gardens on, as of Monday last week in Scotland. And the rules stated that you can open your beer garden, you can serve beer and food in your beer garden until 10pm at night. But then on Friday last week, four days into that, the rules changed. And there was no big publicity until the media found out about people finding loopholes and they defined the, these loopholes in the rules. Whereas actually they're just following the new and updated rules and the business owners have just had the good sense to keep watching those rules and keep checking for updates and changes. So what had happened is on Friday last week, Scotland changed their rules from the 10 p.m. cutoff for beer gardens to following the, the rules within your license, which meant there's loads of pubs, restaurants, etc., that could carry on their beer garden drinks and food until 
midnight, 1am in some cases in Edinburgh city centre. And that added two to three hours worth of trading on in a time that was vital for to re-energise that initial awakening of the business. So if you've reopened your business, make sure you're keeping on top of the rules. Don't get too confused by the all the media coverage of what's happening next. So there's lots of media coverage out there at the moment about the 17th of May and what we can and can't do on the 17th of May. That's all great and we need to keep an eye on that. We need to be able to plan and have our, be ready for those rules. But the risk is you then implement those rules too early um, and you start getting into trouble. So I've seen a few media coverage pieces where pubs have got caught out because they misinterpreted the rules and they they've got the dates wrong of what they can do when. So it's really important that business owners and managers and the staff within businesses understand what the rules are today. They know what's going to happen in the future and they're planning for it, they're ready for it, but you've got to understand the rules on a day-to-day basis and don't assume they're going to stay the same. Keep checking because there's a lot of businesses uh, up in Scotland that missed that change of rule, which meant they couldn't actually, uh, they missed out on two hours worth of trading over three nights over the weekend, which meant actually they lost six hours of trading. That's a day's trading when you've just come out of lockdown after a long period of time. That's vital, vital opportunity for you to get your money in and really boost the bank account with some cash. So it's really important you keep on top of the rules, you keep the rules up to date, but you don't jump ahead and implement rules that aren't actually going to be in place just yet. So that's the bit I want to really talk about. If you um, are about to reopen, I know there's a lot of pubs um, and restaurants out there at the moment that aren't open because they can't serve alcohol inside. They haven't got a big enough beer garden to justify opening opening up yet because the turnover wouldn't be high enough to pay all the costs. Makes complete sense. Make sure you're planning your cash flow. Make sure you've got your health and safety stuff ticked off. What we have seen is a lot of clients reporting that they've had uh, councils in doing health and hygiene checks and checks on COVID and the rules are being followed. So they are policing this. So do make sure you're following the rules and that you're ready to open whenever your opening day should come. Um, So yeah, that's my main message. Keep following the rules. Make sure you keep up to date with the new rules as they come in, but don't jump ahead. is the overall message we've had. Um, And all the feedback we've had from councils visiting clients with trading standards and environmental health and stuff is actually they're all really supportive. All the visitors' visits have been very educational. They're not punitive. They're not out to catch you out and uh, cause you trouble. They're out to educate and just make sure you're doing the best you can by your customers and your staff. Um, So that's my main points for today. Um, And before we go on to questions, I'd like to remind everyone, it's election day across the UK. So that's England, Wales and Scotland. There's different votes going on for different things across the UK. Um, But ultimately, it's really important that everyone goes out and votes. So you've got until 10pm tonight to go and register your vote. So make sure you take part. Um, So let's have a look at some questions as they're coming in. 
Um, remember, if you want to ask questions throughout this session, just stick it into the live comments box uh, on whatever social media platform you're looking at, and we will uh, do my best to answer any questions that I, I get passed through. So our first question is from Angela on Facebook. We are suddenly getting a high demand. Thanks to easing of restrictions, I'm not sure our team can keep up with the current uh, with it currently, but I know it will level out later on. Is it worth me bringing on temporary staff to cover the work, or better for us to stick it out and turn down orders? Angela, I think it's really. I think you've got a few options here. I mean, I don't know what your the makeup of your staffing is. I would offer you staffing overtime if there is any. Uh, you could offer so if someone's on 20 hours a week contract let's see if they want to do 30 hours it's a lot cheaper and easier to offer overtime than it is to go out recruit employ induct someone train them on how to do something because by the time you've done all that you could you the peak that you're looking at now might be over as you say so see if any staff want the extra hours um and give them the opportunity first would be my thoughts um I would work my hardest not to turn down orders. So it might be you take orders, depending on what industry you're in, you've not told me, but it could be, could you take some orders for your customer sales and give them a prolonged delivery date or something, if it's something online or a piece of equipment or something you're delivering. Um, obviously, if you're selling coffees and cakes, that's not gonna work. Um, and you are gonna need to look at staffing or ways of making your production and the staff's working process more efficient so they can put more create more output so that could be a really good option to look at um, so things like time motion study work out where the time spent what they're doing how they work um, see if there's any steps you can skip any um, any options for efficiency basically failing that increase the staffing hours failing that recruit someone it, it would be a shame to lose orders and lose income because you're not sure how, the, how long the peak will last. Um, and there's plenty of people out there looking for work, even if it's just a few hours a week. Um, you shouldn't have too much of a challenge recruiting people. So I hope that helps. Okay, our next question is, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with names. So Elder, Elida uh, on Twitter DM. What's the best way to record e-commerce sales? Should I input sales individually or take the total figures that come into the bank account? I have incoming, I've income coming from Stripe, PayPal, eBay, and Amazon. Okay, best way to record e-commerce um, for the eBay side of things. Um, there's a bit of software called OneSAS. OneSAS has been brought out by QuickBooks recently. Um, and it is fantastic for plugging into a lot of the e-commerce softwares, pulling all the data you want from e-commerce into QuickBooks automatically free of charge. So have a look at OneSAS in the QuickBooks App Store, and that will be really helpful to automate that process, especially with eBay. Amazon's a bit more difficult because Amazon doesn't have a free API. Anyone that talks to Amazon with software has to pay a monthly fee per link talking to it. So there's no free options out there for Amazon, really. Um, there are lots of 
There's some options out there though in the QuickBooks App Store. One very popular one for Amazon is called A2X, and that takes all the data, sales data from Amazon and it puts it into QuickBooks. Um, the other option is to download all the reports and put them into QuickBooks as a total for the day and then ma match that sale to all the bank deposits that relate to it. But that gets very messy, very time consuming. So you would probably be better off with some software to do that. I hope that helps. Next question in is from Pedro on Instagram DM. If I was a sole trader and worked out I needed to pay £10,000 tax and national insurance, could I put some of this money towards my pension contributions? Okay, so as a sole trader, you can put some money into your pension pot um, to reduce your tax and national insurance bill. It's really down to your personal circumstances. So you definitely need to have a chat with your accountant or your bookkeeper about that to make sure you're getting the right advice for your scenario. <clears throat> so I could go into a room of 20 people and every single one of them will have a different tax scenario with different things to consider before uh, giving advice. So it's really important you go and get one-to-one -one advice on that to make sure you're doing the right thing for you, uh, your personal circumstances um, in return to reduce your tax and national insurance. Uh, <clears throat> so Ray on Facebook Messenger. I think people are getting a bit overexcited about restrictions easing and that businesses are going to end up being up and down for a while. If there was a fourth or fifth lockdown, what would you say is the best way to prepare and keep the business afloat? So we are optimistic, we're positive, we're hopeful that there won't be any more lockdowns, but I think we said that after the second lockdown. So the best way is the advice I gave everyone and all our clients after this, during the second kind of reopening, uh, the first reopening before the second lockdown, sorry, keep as much of your money liquid. What I mean by that is keep as much money in your bank. Don't go out thinking you've just had an amazing couple of weeks and go and invest in new equipment and new money or don't think, oh, I've not used my bounce back loan yet. I'm going to go and buy a new piece of equipment or go and do this or do that with it. Let's keep it liquid for now. Keep as much liquid for as money liquid as possible for as long as possible until we are all confident that this is over and we're moving forwards, at which point that will be the time to invest and generate uh, new assets, etc. Um, so I hope that helps, Ray, just keeping, you know, keeping realistic. We can't guarantee it won't happen again. Um, but the best protection is just to keep yourself in a cash-rich position. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Brandon from Instagram DM. My business is just about, it's just starting out. And I've done quite a lot of director's loans, me to the company to start with. I fully expect not to be getting this money back at this point. Is that okay? Oh, sorry, that, and that's okay. What's the best way to log this? So, Brendan, whenever you put money into the business, you should loan, and it's your, you loaning the business, you can loan it to the business. That's absolutely fine. And you just record it in the director's loan account. Um, and that'll be in your chart of accounts on QuickBooks. So log your director's loan there. And then um, as and when you take the money back, 
you just log the money coming out of your director's loan into your personal account and that's fine. Um, so I hope that helps. <coughs> um, right, our next question is from uh, Becky on Facebook Messenger. I see that the fourth round of SEISS grants are now available. I unfortunately missed out on the first few rounds of grants because I was late on my previous tax returns. Now I'm up to date, do you think I'll be able to get the next grant? Providing all your returns were filed for 2019-2020 on time, Rebecca, uh, Becky, you should be able to get the grant, providing you meet all the other criteria. Um, it's really easy to find out. So you just log into your government gateway um, and there'll be an option to apply for the SEISS grant. And that'll take you through a series of questions and it will tell you there and then if you're going to be able to get your get a grant or not. Um, so yeah, have a look at that online on the government gateway uh, with your login and that will soon tell you if you can or can't. Um, there are lots of different criteria, so I couldn't guarantee you will or won't be available for that grant because um, I don't know all your, all your, situ all your situation, but um, their website works out within minutes for you. So um, do that. If you're not happy with the response you've got from the website and you think it's categorised you incorrectly as you're not eligible, you can call HMRC and discuss it and they'll look into it further and tell you why they think you're not eligible. So yeah, have a look on the online at government.uk, gov.uk, sorry. Log in to your personal account, have a look for the SEISS grant link, go through that. It'll assess whether you're eligible for the grant or not. Um, <clears throat> Malika on Twitter DM. This is probably such a basic question. I love basic questions. Basic questions are easy questions to answer. That's fine by me. So here we go. But I'm new to QuickBooks. How do I generate a report showing outstanding VAT on debtors? I need a report that will show the VAT for the unpaid amount. So when you're in QuickBooks, you can go to your reports and you can run a debtors report. And on the top right-hand side, there'll be a cog um, of the next to the report and that's where you can select which re which boxes and columns you want to see in the report so if you selected VAT there from memory you should be able to see all the VAT on the debtors that is yet to be paid to you and you'll be able to see then the balance at the bottom off the top of my head I think that's right um, but there's absolutely tons of helpful videos on the QuickBooks website of how to do things um, there's also loads and loads of how-to videos on YouTube, um, both from QuickBooks and QuickBooks users. So have a look at that report. If it doesn't do quite what you're after, have a look at the how-to videos on QuickBooks. Failing that, if you've got an accountant that uses QuickBooks, give them a call and they'll talk you through it, hopefully. Um, and there's always the QuickBooks technical helpline uh, who will help talk you through if it's what, what you can and can't do with the reports. Um, so I hope that helps uh, with that one. Ahmed on Facebook question, uh, Facebook Messenger, not questioner. Hi, Johan. I need some advice regarding self-assessment. I stopped freelancing mid-April. I've noticed HMRC think I'll need to do my tax return 
two more times. Is it possible to pay my tax for 21, 22 period now, or will I have to wait till January? Any other advice on what to do when you stop being self-employed? Okay, so you can't file a tax return for 21, 22 until April, 2022, um, because that's when the tax year finishes. But what you can do is you can file it in April next year and you can pay the tax bill in April next year. That's absolutely fine. So it's all done by April next 2022. Um, and when you do that tax return, you'll tick to say the business has ceased and then you're no longer doing that. When HMRC then review that, uh, get that information on your tax return, they will in turn see that and they will probably cancel off the 22-23 tax return if they've generated one for you, which I don't think they will have done yet. So I'm guessing what you're talking about is the 19, uh, 2021 return and the 21-22 return. Um, but that's fine. So do your 2020-21, that's a mouthful and a tongue twister. So do your 2020-21 tax return as soon as you can. And then April next year, HMRC will open up the get the door for you to file your 21-22. On that tax return, you're going to have your freelancing, you're going to have any other employment, et cetera, that you've had come in. So go through all of that, stick it on there, get it paid by April, April 2022 when you file it, and then you're done. You will then get a letter from HMRC saying, we know you've stopped trading, we don't need a tax return anymore, providing that is all you're declaring on your tax return. So I hope that helps, Ahmed. Um, cool. In the last 10 minutes, this time is flying by. Uh, Beth on Instagram DM, considering how mad the last year has been, do you think now is a time to start a business? I held off because of the lockdowns, but worry that even through things, even though things are back to normal, the environment still isn't stable enough. I think now is the best time you're ever going to have in the next five to 10 years to start a business, Beth. We always see a surge of new businesses doing exceptionally well during a crisis, whether that is the banking crisis in 2008, whether that is a depression or a crash in the markets or um, the uh, when the interest rates go into reverse what, or any recessions, anything like that, when lots of established businesses start to struggle, uh, we see lots of new businesses springing up, very much like on a plant when you, you know, one branch might die off, but a new branch will grow. So Beth, my top advice is to get on with it. Start it today. Take it slow and steady. Don't invest loads of money in it straight away just take your first step and just get on with it there's a lot of people that have great business ideas i'll never do it because the timing's never right the timing will never be right but after a big eco economical shock like the covid has been for last year now is the best opportunity to get out there and do it so definitely give it a go uh, and see what happens our next question is from Jordan on Twitter DM. Prior to lockdown, my store had a reliable staff. However, many of them have moved on. 
I'm looking to hire someone to handle our logistics as we open back up and we've previously relied on internal referrals, but this role is too senior. Where would you suggest I post the job to hopefully get some higher quality candidates? So you've got a few options here then, Jordan. Um, LinkedIn, it's a very professional social network, so that will be a good place to post for senior roles. You could try Facebook, depending on what business you're in. Um, you could try Instagram, depending on what business you're in. Um, you can look at all the job posting websites out there, like um, Indeed, Monster Jobs, places like that. Um, if you want more professional applications, put it in the local paper, um, spread word amongst your clients and your suppliers that you're looking for someone in this position. They might know someone. Um, and we will, you know, that would hopefully help you find the right um, support, uh, the right person for the job. So I hope that helps. Next question in from Helen on Facebook. I'm struggling to see my bank. So to see my bank, so do, to do a reconciliation. My accountant has access to QuickBooks. Do you think she, if she still is still logged in, I don't have access. Hi, Helen. Um, I have never had an issue of me being logged in at the same time as one of my clients, nor any of my team. The beauty of QuickBooks is that you can be logged in Three of my team members can be logged in. I can be logged in all at the same time looking at various things. That's the beauty of working on cloud and QuickBooks. Um, what I would say is the uh, Facebook, QuickBooks Facebook's social media team will also follow up on this comment for you, I'm sure. They always do when the people are struggling. Have a chat with your accountant. Make sure they're a, they're a QuickBooks a qualified accountant, the QuickBooks certified. So QuickBooks have got uh, pro advisor listings where th these people have done training and qualifications within QuickBooks and the software. There's advanced versions, which uh, myself and all my team are. So we've committed a lot more time to the training and support that we deliver. Uh, everyone's got to recertify every year now for QuickBooks, which is fantastic. It keeps us all up to date uh, um, with all the new softwares and stuff. And it means we're also able to tackle most questions clients bring in without having to even contact QuickBooks because we know it inside out ourselves. Um, but the Facebook social media team will get in touch from QuickBooks about this um, and help you out with it. Um, but no, it shouldn't be that your accountant's in there um, and your accountant should be able to help you if they're properly certified with QuickBooks. So definitely have a look at that. Got a question in from Nora on Instagram. I'm about to open a business with my daughter as sole proprietor. When it comes to filing taxes, can I do separate from my husband? He's worried the money I will make combined with his is uh, with his, and it's all got it will all get taxed at the higher level. No, you definitely need to have a chat with your with an accountant. He will be able to set up the right structure for taxes, whether that's sole traders, limited companies, partnerships. He'll get that all sorted uh, for you. Um, if you haven't got an accountant yet, QuickBooks Pro Advisor listings on the QuickBooks website are really good for finding people that are reviewed, certified, uh, reviewed by their clients, certified by QuickBooks, and within a certain distance of your postcode. Uh, so find them there. Um, but you definitely need to make sure you've got the right 
set up for your taxes there to make sure everyone's being paying the right tax and you don't get too highly taxed. Uh, so definitely go and talk to an accountant about your personal circumstances on that one. Okay, we have time for one last question. So we've got Rachel from Twitter DM. How can small businesses hire the best talent when they do not have the brand equity or the deep pockets to pay them? Basically, it's really, it is really tough, but actually a lot of the best talent wants to work with smaller businesses. It's more exciting. It's more challenging. Um, so it's not, it's not a problem myself or any of my clients are really faced. We tend to find we do get the, some of the best talent because of local reputation. You might not be a famous brand like Asda, Coca-Cola, etc. But people that are interested in your industry and are local to you will probably know about you. So you would be able to get some good talent that way. Um, social media, fantastic way of getting your brand and out there and recruiting the top talent across the UK. So have a look at those options. So we asked you a poll. Uh, is your business feeling the pressure to catch up with demand now that restrictions are relaxed? 50% said yes, 50% said no. I think there's a low, there's lots of opportunity there to get some extra sales in at the moment. I think it's really important that we work efficiently and effectively to get as much cash in the cash drawer as possible. Um, at the moment, while we're able to open and the rules are relaxing and people have got money in the bank they want to spend. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a fair representation. It's what we're seeing across our client base as well. Um, so thank you all for tuning in. If you want to get into contact with me, you can send me a message on LinkedIn. Just search Yogan Gori. I think I'm the only one on there. Um, coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Tom Exton. He is a YouTube creator and co-founder of LDN Muscle. So tune in to get advice on how to manage multiple businesses while also running, uh, having a day job. A reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. There's accountants and business experts on there 24-7, happy to answer your questions. Really enjoyed answering your questions today. Thank you very much for those. They've been fantastic. Um, so everyone have a great day and don't forget to make sure you go and vote. Thank you very much.